Uh, <laughs> I wonder when Nate's gonna get here. I don't know. Uh, but uh, well, I guess we can, we can get going. Uh, I mean, we wait a long time for him to show up. But uh, so welcome to the fright zone. I'm Greg. I'm Nate. No, you're not. Oh wait, that's just how it normally goes. I got scared. <laughs> All right, let's try it again. Uh, welcome to the fright zone. I'm Greg. I'm Hogan. Yeah. This episode, we're talking about 1984's Night of the Comet. It's the story of two valley girls braving L.A. after a comet wipes out the human race and spawns murderous zombies. I'm a spaceman. <laughs> oh, let's get Susan in the mix. Susan, how are you? I am tired. Oh, oh man. Bummer. Just tired of all these comets. Oh, wow. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Not much, dude. What's up with you? How you doing? Good. I was thinking about like uh post-apocalyptic um you know, kind of kind of stuff. What's the other term for post-apocalyptic? End of the uh, world. Dystopian. Um Costello the other day was uh was talking to me and she just she's had braces for about uh I don't know, 6 8 months now. She's How's like, that going for her? Good. Those teeth are getting real straight. Oh yeah, yeah. But she was asking me, um, you know, if there was going to be like some kind of, you know, if we were living in some kind of dystopian like world, would I just have braces forever? And I don't know. I mean, I think that they would fall off eventually. I, I mean, I guess in theory, you could probably it would it would not be comfortable. It's not the way it's supposed to go. But you could probably take wire cutters and cut up cut right. them in a couple spots and pry them off it's great it scratch up your fucking teeth though yeah but you could get them off well when i this got me thinking later on in the week though about other things and when you were talking to me about your clock when i got here yeah 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 um so when a horologist who is somebody who works on a clock uh takes apart uh, a clock there's all these things on clocks called witness marks so they can see where other horologists have done work Mm. Um, but I was thinking in this dystopian landscape, right? Let's say yes. that we needed to repopulate the earth. You and I couldn't. Yeah, dude, we we're both cut up. Yeah, we got those, that vasectomy. Hey, did you uh, did you do the deed yet? Yeah, I'm sterile. Hey! Yes! <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> in this in this uh, fictitious situation, so we need to repopulate the earth. So it got me thinking about our sacks. Yeah. And I was thinking our mutilated sacks. So now we have to repopulate the earth, but we can't because we're sterile, right? Yeah. So do you think? If well, you, you and I couldn't repopulate with each other, anyways. Right. I don't know if you know how it works. <laughs> no, I no, I understand that much. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Adam and Eve. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but do you think if you cut into said sack of a vasectomy <laughs> survivor, uh, do you think that there would be similar? witness marks inside <laughs> like there are in a clock like do you think that we could Ooh. look at it and be like all right i know how to put this back together well, so I mean, it would work again i mean you can reattach that tube right but i don't i've never done it. I, I i wouldn't know what the fuck i'm looking at though right that's what i'm saying do you It'd think just be like spaghetti and, and walnuts <laughs> in there <laughs> That's why I imagine the Ziva Sacks like spaghetti and walnuts. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it got me thinking. I wonder if you could reverse it on your own. 
One way to find out, take off those pants. <laughs> yep, let's go. <laughs> so what else is going on? So I think like we haven't hung out since Halloween. Nope. It's been a while. How was your how was your Halloween? Um I didn't do anything. I did nothing. You didn't turn your house into a haunted house? I did that when I was a child. Oh yeah? Yeah. Tell I me stopped, about that. I stopped going trick or treating when I was like ten. Okay. And my dad allowed, we had like a fairly, I mean, we live here in the Midwest, so everybody has basements, right? Hell yeah. Um, and my All dad, you Florida Fright Zonians suck. You don't got basements because it's all swampland. <laughs> Nothing is underground. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. My mom and dad would let me turn the basement into like a haunted house and like neighborhood kids would come over to the house and shit. It was great. Super fun. But yeah, I haven't been trick-or-treating in a long time. But I think that that's once I, once I had kids, I was so adamant about making their costumes yeah, yeah, instead of just buying their yeah. costumes because I didn't trick-or-treat a lot. So that was just a way for me to have a lot of fun with it. Can you tell us about the haunt that you built in your parents' basement? Is there any, know. like, any, I mean, do you have any standout attractions from your haunt that you did or anything that you're, like, pretty proud of? Um, Not particularly. I didn't, I mean, it was just, uh, it was very hodgepodge together since I was so young, you know? But I don't know. Uh, there what was were like, the main scare? What was like the big scare? Uh, well, they used to take me to like the Wisconsin Dells a lot when I was a kid where they have like year round haunted houses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the haunted houses then I actually think were way more fun because they were like super hokey. You know, like yeah. now, like the intent is really to scare you, yeah. which is cool. I guess you're talking about like when it was more like a fun house. Yeah, definitely yeah. more like a fun house with elements. Well, like, there's mirrors in this room. <laughs> yeah, but there was like other stuff, too. I remember one haunted house we went to. Um, there was like like you would go in the room and then you were locked in the room. Oh, yeah. And what it was is there was a false back in the fireplace. But uh, you didn't know that you had to figure out how to get out. Yeah, of the room. Yeah, yeah. And then you would like crawl around and stuff. Yeah. And that was like. Super cool. There's some stuff like that in the Edge of Hell and the Beast in Kansas City, which I've talked about on, the, on this podcast before. Yes, you have. I really want us all to go down there. It's I love those haunts. Um, the Slaughterhouse haunt here in Des Moines is pretty good, though. I haven't been there. We should. You want to do some haunted I'm house like stuff? I'm a big haunted house guy. Let's do it next October. Though. I went to the haunted houses when we were at Universal during the uh, ooh, uh, what was it? The haunted, Halloween uh, Halloween haunted Horror Nights? Nights or Horror Nights? Yeah, yeah, that stuff was pretty cool. But again, not so much scary as much as it was like visually awesome yeah it was like recreations of scenes from stuff you love yeah like it was like a big each one was like a big art piece yeah you know but then there'd still be like a few like little jump scares and stuff but not like the slaughterhouses you know so what was your big attraction big Um, scare i made there was like a tunnel that you had to crawl through okay and then we had pool like kind of like um they weren't like pool noodles but they were like these like flexible like pvc tubes and stuff um and I like glued them to the walls, so it was like dark. Oh. So it would feel like things were like touching, touching you. you as you crawled through. Yeah. You know, like grabbing onto you. I don't know. It was again very like DIY, but I like it for though. all the other kids in the neighborhood. It was pretty cool. So uh, *Night of the Comet* <laughs> it's directed and written by Tom Eberhardt. Eberhardt. He also wrote and directed *Captain Ron*. Yes, that Kurt Russell story you told on an earlier *Fright Zone* was so epic. Did I tell Kurt? Oh, about my buddy Peter. The, the, your buddy ran to him yeah. and called him the wrong yeah, name. Kurt Douglas, I love you. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh, but um, but I like Captain Ron. Yeah, Captain Ron's great. So it's cool. This guy made Captain Ron. What's he call the kid? Uh, he said a nickname for him. Uh, uh, it's not Squirt. 
damn it. But yeah, he, he wrote and directed that movie as well. Um, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. <laughs> Still has our boy Moranis in it. Yeah. But, you know. Um, and then beyond that, it seems like he did just like lots of TV work, like TV movies. Um, but uh, he does have a cameo in this movie. Okay. Uh, I didn't know that. Yes. So when they showed the photo of Sam Regina's dad, it's Tom. Okay. There's two cameos in this. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. The first one's during the opening credits. What? Oh, I know you're talking about. <laughs> yep. And they're going to knock out your mother. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and fight a shark. Yep. With a butcher knife. <laughs> and write steamy erotic novels. Dude, I. It's been <laughs> so long. Security guard. Yeah. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. But, I, but yeah, but I remember him like reading it and he's like, and then I'm going to grab your booty hole. <laughs> and she's like, oh, baby. <laughs> your booty hole. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's not what he says, but it's really, I really <laughs> wish he said that. He's like, oh, big, tremendous breasts. <laughs> or yeah. like, like, you know. Oh, man. Uh, all right. So, yeah. Uh, but we open outer space with a prologue of sorts that Hogan is going to read us <clears throat> right now. Since before recorded time. It had swung through the universe in an elliptical orbit so large (laughs) that its very existence remained a secret of time and space. (laughs) But now, in the last few years of the 20th century, (laughs) the visitor was returning. (laughs) (laughs) Night of the Comet. In theaters, this November. (laughs) So yeah, uh, there's a constant swing around for a long time, and like, oh my god, know. there's more. <laughs> well, they talked about the last time it came to Earth it was like 65 million years ago, which is you know when all the dinosaurs died. Like, what a weird thing. Why not have all of that before Night of the Comet? Like, why keep the narration going? <laughs> Man, that's so strange. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, so yeah, you get these awesome, I don't want to say awesome because they're not, <laughs> opening credits. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, then we immediately cut to like some All these people. people are pumped about the comic coming, dude. Yeah, and one of those people that is super pumped about the comic coming, right there, our boy, LL Cool J. Yeah, mama said knock you out. <laughs> huh, I'm going to knock you out. Huh. <laughs> Oh man! What's the other song? It's like doing and doing and doing well. Is that LL Cool J? Yeah. Oh, okay. Was that him? It's like in the '90s. LL Cool J. All right. It was like his sexy comeback record. Hang up. <laughs> Before he became a world class actor. So this is his theatrical debut, I believe. Then. Yeah, technically it is. <laughs> yeah. I believe it's listed on his IMDb page. Hell yeah. Uh yeah, so those people are partying, waiting for this comic to come. It's a big deal. It's like it hasn't cruised by Earth in sixty five million years. I will say that the uh, the narrator for the opening credits um, did some uh, voice work on Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, who mm-hmm. was he? Random people. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I think about Keith Carl. <laughs> no, but plenty oh, of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That would be fantastic <laughs> if Carl was the narrator. The thing, the like one specific thing I always remember from Aqua Teen Hunger Force is like in the first season when like something happens that mutates Carl's hands are really big. And Frank's like, oh my God, Carl, your hands. He goes, yeah, I know they're really big. <laughs> That's the, <laughs> like, well, it's super funny to me for some reason. But uh, yeah, so like, so you know, they're, all these people are partying. We're introduced to Regina Belmont, played by Catherine Mary Stewart, 
of Last Starfighter, Weekend at Bernie's, and Night Flyers theme mm-hmm. uh, fame. She's also in Dudes with uh, oh. John Cryer and Danny Roebuck. Oh! Which, if you guys haven't seen Dudes, you should check that out. Uh, I think of that. I'm trying to think of the lady's name, Penelope Spheris. I think is her name. She directed uh, Wayne's World. Uh, but the decline of Western civilization. That's what I was thinking of. Yes, thank you. And Wayne's World. Yes, and. Did she uh, do the Little Rascals and the Little Rascals and Dude. Suburbia? <laughs> Dude, she rules. Yeah, shout out Penelope. Um, but yeah, so Regina, we're interested here, and she's just at her uh, job at the movie theater. Just instead of working, she's just slamming some Tempest. She's trying to. Get... Oh, is that what it is? I thought it was Space Invaders. No, nah, she's playing Tempest, okay. and um, she's trying to get like they show the high score, and she has all the slots in the high scores. Uh, the leaderboard, but one. So she's trying to knock that one spot off of uh, DMK. She's trying to get him the fuck off that leaderboard. Yeah. And her, her boss, boss is though? like, hey, get back the walk. You I'm pay you to play video games. What's That's great, not- though, is he's trying to sell these like uh, alien antennas, you know, like the ones that are like styrofoam balls on springs yeah, that are then attached to a headband. The Comet party. He's got like, He's really selling it hard, though, to one of the customers. He's like, this one right here, this is your standard alien antenna. This one's got tassels on it. He's like, that's high-quality material, Daniel. Because <laughs> they're pretty expensive, especially by 80s standards. It's yeah. Like, that's definitely expensive. Then. That's at least a $6 antenna set. <laughs> uh, and then uh, in the productions booth, we have Reg's, or Regina's, Reg? They call her Reg, right? Yeah. Um, uh, it's like her boyfriend or her... Friends with benefits or whatever's going on oh, there. Oh, Larry. Larry, uh, who is most known as Buck from Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah. He Larry. drives the pussy wagon. Yeah, dude. You know Tarantino <laughs> actually has that and still drives around in it? That does not surprise it's me incredible. in any way. <laughs> <laughs> People spot him driving around L.A. in the pussy wagon. I think like, one of my favorite things so cool. about Tarantino is just that meme that's like when you're alone in the house meme. You know what I'm talking about? And he's just like... <laughs> It's like pictures of him standing alone in his house. Have you ever seen this? No? Find that put on our Discord or our Instagram story or something. Uh, oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Larry's on the phone and he's talking about a mint print of it came from outer space. Uh, he's making a deal to loan out to a guy for the night for 110 bucks. Um, cause then he'll get it back in the morning. So he's planning to stay overnight in the projectionist booth with Reg, uh, and just like hang out, watch movies, you know, uh, cause they know everyone's attracted by the comet and stuff and he'll need to get the print back in the morning. Oh, wow. That is funny. <laughs> <He's> just... <laughs> is that what you do when you're alone in the video bunker? Yeah. When I'm at the house, I just, hands, hands kind of like sassy on my hips, my chin out. Hmm. 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 <laughs> just pondering. Uh, then we go to uh, Regina's house where we meet her little sister, Samantha, or Sam, played by Kelly Maroney, who's probably best known as the final girl in the classic Chopping Mall and her appearance in Fast Times Rich Mountain High. Um, she's also in Wynorski's remake of Nod This Earth, The Zero Boys. Um, this movie she is in because she beat out Heather Langkamp for the role. Ooh, nice. I did not Nancy that. Thompson. She beat her, which I assume has to just be because in Fast Times at Rich Mountain High, she was the lead cheerleader, so that probably helped her get this role <laughs> as a cheerleader, right? For sure. You um, know she's also a magician? 
Whoa, tell me more. She is a uh, she's a a trained magician and a member of the Academy of Magical Arts at the historic Magical Castle in Hollywood, California. Wow, mm-hmm. is that the same place that our, our uh, do with the ball magic in uh, <laughs> last year's Thanksgiving episode, Home Sweet Home? When I, that that's the tie-in. <sighs> Which, by the way, that is I think one of our least listened to episodes. So if anyone's listening, this is wanting a more Thanksgiving centric episode to listen to this beautiful month of November, check out our episode on home sweet home. Uh, so she's at the home, Reg's sister, Sam, and uh, their mother, well, their stepmother is throwing a party for the comet watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, they kind of get into it a little bit. It's a little heated um because sam calls out that you know the stepmom who's kind of a bitch huge bitch huge bitch is uh having an affair with the guy across the street and she's like i don't think daddy's going to be very happy to hear about that their dad's away you know he's in service Mm -hmm. so he's like deployed um when she says that she's on tell their dad uh their stepmom slaps her in the face which kelly mulroney asked her to do because they weren't getting the take that they wanted to, and she yeah. became incredibly frustrated. Wow. And she's like, you're not going to get the reaction out of me you want unless she slaps me. Yeah. So that shit's real. <sighs> Kelly's dedicated to her craft. She actually does deliver pretty good performance in this movie. She does. She probably, Of any character's film, she probably has the most like emotional scenes. Mm-hmm. This um, is my favorite movie of hers. Of Kelly's? Mm-hmm. As far as her performance goes. She's great. Yeah. I mean, I love Chopping Mall. But there's nothing really like super meaty or heavy to do for, as an actor or no. an actress or whatever. An actor. Bleh, it's a vacuum with lasers. <laughs> um, it looks but, like uh, some kind of Roomba. Whoa. Uh, have a nice day, 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 day. But the comet cruises by and we see lots of folks staring at the comet and like people gain what appears to be migraines, like rubbing their head. And then we have like, a bunch of strobe lights and blue screen red skies and <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. Then we go back to the projections booth where Gene and Larry are talking about Superman uh, while they fool around. And we learn from this conversation that the room they're in is lined with steel. Much like the Fright Zone studio. Yeah. Yeah. So it's soundproof. Yeah, it sounds good down here. Tons of banging. Yeah. In the projection room. <laughs> Hi-oh. Uh, Hi-oh. <laughs> um, and then we cut to the next day and the streets are empty it's an eerie scene piles of clothes with what appears to be red sand human remains and whatnot littering the streets and the sand is made of do you know no oh it's just ground up bricks whoa yeah so it's red bricks that they ground into a fine That's powder. That's a lot of work for that. Yeah. I feel like you could probably just got sand and put red dye on it or just yeah, put red lighting where on would, it. Where does one go to get brick dust? I wonder what the brick budget is for this movie. <laughs> um, let's find that out. Uh, if you know the brick budget for the hit 1984 film, Night the Comet, let us know. Thanks a lot. Funny you have that because I have the, like, the, the actual budget for this movie, but I can discuss that later. You wait, you have the budget for the bricks? No, just the actual budget for the oh. movie. Oh. Uh, so the, so the, Regina's <laughs> awakened by Larry, um, who's pissed that the guy he lent the film reel to last night hasn't uh, dropped it off yet. Um, so Larry's like, I'm going to go to his house and get this back. 
before you and me get in a lot of trouble or whatever he says, something to that effect. He takes off the go get his uh, the print back for the theater. And he opens the door of the theater and immediately gets his brains bashed in by a zombie <laughs> with a fucking wrench. It is awesome. It's I'm actually wasn't like incredibly upset because Larry was not super handsome. Like <laughs> Reg is definitely like a ten compared to him. But he had a good personality, dude. Yeah. Looks aren't everything. Come on. He Bang. knew horror movies. He he knew he loved film, like Reg, presumably. Banging at the movies. Uh <laughs> Banging at the movies. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, see, if Nate was here, he would sing us something right now, like like in a metal voice about banging at the movies. He probably also gives a lot of trivia around like movie posters he knows in the theater. Yeah. Gosh, I wonder when he's going to. Which get there here. were quite a few, and I thought to write them down, and then I didn't. Yeah. Oh no, you're like, I did. Nate has that. No, 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 I did because there was a Beastmaster poster. Ooh. Also, there was a Forbidden Zone Ooh. poster. Those are the only ones I, I remember, though. Um, no, there's another movie, an old like MGM movie called Red Dust. Oh, which all the people turn into? Yes. Oh, that was intentional, I think. Oh. <laughs> um, Regina heads back to the Tempest machine. Now Larry's left to go get the film on, you know, she's unaware that he has brains bashed in. Uh, she goes back to Tempest machine trying to reclaim her number six spot on the board. And then she steals some Twizzlers and heads outside. Hmm. Red smog. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> I like she says that. So this is actually one of the reasons I love this movie um, is when you see the empty streets. Yeah. Um, I love the colors in this film. 100%. The fact that everything just has like this red tint to it. It feels like, like imagine total recall. Hmm. Red smog. Mm -hmm. <laughs> everything is red. It's so good. Well, you know how they did that is they ground up a bunch of bricks and they <laughs> shot it into the into orbit. A cannon. <laughs> uh, oh, this right here, yeah, that clown—that's the clown from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, dude. Yep, it's like the same one. Mm -hmm. Ah. <laughs> uh, see, and if Nate was here, we could make him depressed about <laughs> not having his Pee Wee playset again. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's locked out of the theater. Uh, so she's like. You know, I'll try to go back in the side door. So she goes to the alley and she sees it's locked as well. But then she notices on the ground Larry's keys next to <gasps> a blood covered wrench. Yeah. Which she in no way like suspects. She just picks it up and is like, huh, this is odd. Like it's literally covered in blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she's, and then, yeah, because then she just looks over and she's like, oh, there's Larry's motorcycle. He hasn't <laughs> left yet. Larry. Where's Larry's head? Hmm. Will you be afraid then? <laughs> yeah. And then the uh, she comes upon the zombie that murdered Larry, and she's like, what is this, trick or treat? And uh, I like the zombie's like, come here. It's yeah. like in this movie, the zombie sock, which is fun. Uh, which are they technically zombies then, or should we just be calling them ghouls? I, mean, I, I like calling them zombies. I, mean, I think that they are zombies. Yeah. Like, nobody said that they couldn't talk, right? Yeah. Send more ambulances. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. I guess there's other movies where zombies talk. What am I doing here? So, Sorry, Frightsonians. Or did you say cops. paramedics? <laughs> or I don't know. That movie rules. Someday we'll do that. That's like, that's a Stone Cold classic. That's like, that's one of those ones I already know. We're all, we'd all give it five frights. Yeah, hands down. Oh man, I can't. It. There's one movie that I know that we're gonna do eventually, and 
you guys are going to get mad at me because you're going to say that it's perfect. And I agree. It is perfect, except for one thing in it. And you'll, are you saying like it's a movie that you think those guys are going to say five and there's no way I will? Or, I or, or is the flaw in it good enough you'd still give it five? I'm still going to give it five rights, but I think that you and Nate would agree that it's a perfect movie. And I would, too, if it weren't for one small Is this thing. one we have on the list to do? No. But I think it's a movie any any genre fan would say is a perfect film. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Color me intrigued. <laughs> Actually, you and I have had this argument before. What? And I think you and Nate both said, shame on you. Take that back. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, it's the thing. Yep. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck is Nate? I gotta grab it. Hey, it's Hogan from the Fright Zone, and I'm in a big fucking hole. While I'm down here, I figured I'd just say, thanks for listening. Yeah, like and subscribe. And if you're on social media, hit us up at Fright Zone Podcast on Instagram. Or drop us a line via email on our website, thefrightzone.com. You know what's cool? The fact that you take time out of your busy day to listen to the Fright Zone Podcast. Please take time to rate and review the show on Apple, iTunes, or wherever you listen to the show. You know what else would be cool? What? I can't hear you! Well, it would be cool if you could check out our new Patreon page, which you can find the link for on our website. Anything helps us to get Hogan out of this godforsaken hole, whether it be a rope, a ladder, or some kind of chain. And hurry! The defecation bucket is reaching maximum load capacity! Oh, God. And now, back to the program. Why are you guys making those noises? Help! Oh, I need to get one of those. While I'm doing that, why don't you tell the listeners what's about to happen here? Okay, so I don't know why, but I just got a, a hankering for some cheese pizza, but I couldn't decide on what to get. And as I was going through the list on DoorDash, our our typical uh, Fright Zone pizza that we would we would order, which would be from uh, Marcos, um, popped up, but not before um, Chuck E. Cheese was advertised to me. So I decided to get uh, a a large pizza from Chuck E. Cheese, which is actually relatively small. It's about the very size tiny. of a, a small pizza. If you're a kid, it'd be big, maybe. Yeah, um, but it's very small. And then I also decided to get uh, probably um, you know, a cheese pizza from probably the best Italian restaurant in Des Moines, Fazoli's. Oh, it's very classy. <laughs> um, and then we got a cheese pizza from Marcos. So there's three cheese pizzas in this house. There's way too much pizza f- for just the two there's of us. There's some cheese in this house. There's some cheese... Uh, I'm, I'm worried that if I try the Fazoli's pizza first, I'm not going to be able to taste anything but Fazoli's. We'll probably have to do Chuck E. Cheese first, I feel like. Okay. Um, but did you also let the listeners know we had to get three pizzas for the fact that, as far as we can tell, the world is, is the, ending? The world might come to an end. There's a meteor shower in the near future. So yeah. I figured three pizzas should at, least, should at least sustain us until the fallout from the meteor shower subsides. Are we doing a uh, hot sauces with these pizzas today, or are we just going straight pizza? Uh, I mean, it is Thanksgiving, or it's, you know, around Thanksgiving, so maybe we should try that pumpkin spice one. The one you got at Disney? Yeah. Which was like a year ago? <laughs> it was last <laughs> September, Yeah. It's probably still good. Made in Orlando. Yeah. Okay. Does it have a date on it? Maybe we should mm. check that first. Mm. <laughs> I see no date. Oh, Best Buy 81723. Okay, we got time. We're, it's good. 
here, let me open this. Yeah, let's maybe do a smell test on it too. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know. How... I think we need to do before and after bite for each pizza <clears throat> with this pumpkin stuff too. Okay. I can't go in first. It's gonna. Yeah the uh, the this spice one cheese the, the one yeah. that looks real cheesy yeah the okay. spice of the pumpkin might change each slice mm. substantially. Let's see. Hmm. It's not bad. Yeah, it's like um, it's, it's like, like the like the cheese bread that you get from like uh, Pizza Hut. Yeah, there's like zero sauce. It's just cheese on top of bread. It's like a fancier version of the lunchroom cheese pizza. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me. Uh, I mean, now let's try that with pumpkin spice. <laughs> I can't imagine this is gonna be good. At Can you all. tell us a little more about how you bought this? Uh, like where? Oh, dude, it's got chunks at the top already. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this. All right, next. <laughs> it looks like someone shoved part of a pumpkin pie into the bottle. Look at this. Gross. It does. Okay. Should I fish it out? I mean, or is it supposed to be like that? I don't know. Did you, How well did you shake it? Uh, I mean, you can put the lid back on and shake it like a shake weight. Okay, I'm going to give it a better shake here. It said... <laughs> I mean, we're good. We're safe, technically. <laughs> technically. It also says refrigerator after opening, but... <laughs> but this uh, is... <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll see if that moved the cork in it. Mm. Nope. It just oh, made it even worse. Dude, I don't know. I don't know if I'm brave enough. <laughs> okay. Let's try a different hot sauce, shall we? <laughs> it really bums me out that the original sauce man... Pumpkin spice. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Let's shit talk this guy for a second here. Yeah. I'm going to go. Hey. I'm going to leave him a negative. For oh! <laughs> drop fazoli's on Greg the ground. Just drop the fazoli's but pizza. It seems to be unharmed by the fall. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel pain. It can't be reasoned with. Man, that's a bar. Pumpkin was the main ingredient. Then habanero. This could have been a good one. <laughs> Nutmeg. I, I like mean, that. it still could be. We're just both a little intimidated by the pumpkin clog. You know what? I'm going to dig out the cork. Oh, my God. So I should not open Vampira? Um, okay. I'll, I'll put her back on the shelf. Wow. This is exciting. Okay. So, okay. So you got the pumpkin shit? I did. Does I it seem it. safe? I mean, we, I mean, it just smells like pumpkins. Do we want to get like diarrhea tonight? I mean, we're not going to eat enough of it to have diarrhea, I don't think. And if anything, <laughs> the Fazoli's is going to give us diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going in. Oh, I'm. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, no. He's okay. So you guys know it looks it like looks diarrhea like, coming out of someone's like butt. Baby food is what it looks like. I don't know about this. It looks really bad. I might kind of just dunk in yours. <laughs> this is the first sausage we've had on the show. I'm like, I don't think I even want it. it just, All right, I'll. It does not seem appealing. I'll do a bite with you, but I'm just saying. Like, I'll let me get, let me get a little dunk in here. Oh, All right. oh God, let's do it. All right, ready? Cheers to your health. <laughs> I actually don't hate it. 
I think it kind of tastes like baby food. <laughs> yeah. It's like spicy baby food. I'm not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this one. If I could, I can't do zero fright, so I'm just gonna half a hot sauce fright out of five hot sauce frights. Okay. No good. Okay. All right. Let's move on to um Fazoli's. Fazoli's. Okay. This is um. I think I gave this like a. Uh, I hate when pizza crust had those little pimple dimples on the bottom. I don't like that. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to say it tastes better than Chuck E. Cheese. There's definitely more sauce there. Mm-hmm. It seems like all the proper ingredients of the pizza are on here. Yeah. Hmm. I'm still not like super impressed. I think our winner is going to be our Fright Zone go-to, Marco's Pizza. This isn't their big cheese, though. This is just like a normal cheese. Yeah. Let's give it a shot. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the winner for me. Definitely Marcos. Nice crispy crust, well, good cheese. It, it has that like you can actually tell it was like the crust was baked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like it wasn't just pulled out of a refrigerator. I definitely like when I can tell my food was cooked. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely <laughs> definitely a plus. Mm-hmm. Um, it just has like that that flavor though you can tell it was recently mm. cooked in an oven and not like mm. pre pre-baked you know pizza's here oh cool oh man oh shit we should probably talk about this movie again too hey but did you notice that pizza delivery guy looked kind of fucking weird yeah i don't know why he had sunglasses on it's not even bright out no oh uh there's a zombie that said come here <laughs> so she this is where she goes fucking like Ninja on his ass, right? She goes fucking Buster Rhymes resurrection on She's him. She's Cynthia Rothrocks his head into yeah. oblivion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then she, no, then she, she hops on, on a motorcycle, motorcycle and uh, drives drives by a bunch of like abandoned cars. They're idling in the street. Mm-hmm. The skies are red from all that brick dust. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty sick motorcycle montage, and it's unfortunately not her riding the motorcycle. Oh, I know. I was bummed too. Uh, based on the look of her face, I think this is the point where Regina's starting to realize something's wrong. <laughs> when <laughs> this she's like, is it? When she's like, that's the moment you're like, she's like, oh, that fucking weird creep. But then she's like, just looking at the cars idling. She's like, huh. Mm-hmm. This is the first time the actress sells, like, something's amiss here. Yeah. Uh, she, then she goes back to her house and she finds the house empty. And then we get a nice little jump scare as Sam pops out of her room. <laughs> Sam explains that she ran away last night after their stepmom punched her in the face. But she had nowhere to go, so she spent the night in the storage shed, which is also made of steel. Yep. Just like the Fright Zone studio. <laughs> and the projectionist booth. Uh, Regina breaks the news to Sam that everyone's gone. She leads Sam outside, shows her all the red sand, filled clothes littered in the streets. It's Saturday morning! Where are the goddamn kids? <laughs> it's like, how does she, I mean, literally, how did, how did, like, I, I just don't understand how, like, there's not a single part of her that recognized any of this, you know, at all. <laughs> until, until then. Sam was like, oh, what? Yeah. She's probably like, you know, I think, well, she assumed prior stepmom was across the street after, you know, banging yeah, the guy she's still banging Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then they go back inside and like Sam, you know, pours herself a bowl of cereal 
and they hear the DJ talking on the radio. Beam me up, Scotty. So they head on down to the station, hopes of linking up with another human being. Mm-hmm. Then they get to the station. They've discovered the DJ's banter is pre-recorded playing off reel-to-reel machines. Cue Hector Gomez. He emerges from the shadows and pulls a gun on the two girls. <laughs> He's played by Robert Beltran. Hogan, why don't you tell us a little bit about Robert Beltran? Oh, Robert Beltran, who plays um, Commander Chakatoy um, on Star Trek Voyager. Mm. He married Nine, who is a Borg. Whoa. Yeah. Borgs are bad guys, right? Yeah. He didn't care. But though. there's some that aren't. Like their, seven. Seven their of love nine. couldn't be stopped. Seven of nine is okay. I saw that Star Trek movie where Picard becomes a Borg. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Star Trek Nemesis. That is not a bad movie. Mm. That movie is fucking fantastic. Mm. It's actually Star Trek First Contact is the one where Picard oh. becomes a Borg. Oh, yeah. But there's a there's a uh, two-part episode that that's based on where he becomes a Borg. Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah. I thought First Contact was the one where he meets Shatner. Uh, no, First, First Contact is the one where they uh, they go back in time. What? First contact, they go back in time to stop the Borg from assimilating Earth uh-huh. early in the 20th century. What? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Generations is where he meets Shatner. Oh. Mm-hmm. But what about Robert Beltran? <laughs> I told you, he plays uh, Commander Choctaw. Tell us more about him. In, in Star Trek Voyager. Tell us more about Beltran. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I know him All from. you know is he was in Star Trek and he fucked a Borg? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He did not fuck Lieutenant, or, or sorry, uh, Captain Janeway, by the way. Oh. That's all I know. Because he was more about the Borg. Yeah. Yeah, he married nine. Nine of nine. <laughs> not seven of nine. Oh, whoa. Is he in a lot of episodes of that? Yeah. He's like one of the main characters. How many episodes, Hogan? I don't know exactly. <laughs> I'm those, not a big Voyager fan. How are those Nutter Butters? They're great. Mm. <laughs> you know what sucks? Being a Star Trek fan and having nobody to talk to talk to about <laughs> it. Like, it really hurts. So if any of you Friedzonians are into Star Trek, uh, join our Patreon and talk to Hogan about Star Trek on our Discord. He would love to talk to you. Or stop into beautiful Franklin Plaza Barbershop in beautiful Beaverdale, Des Moines, Iowa, and get a haircut and talk about Star Trek. Yeah, please do. Because I come over here and these dudes talk about Star Wars all the time, and I have no one to talk to, start, talk well, to about Star Trek. I love Star Wars. <laughs> I know. Engage. Huh? <laughs> Are you saying we should start talking about the movie again? Yes. <laughs> Make it so. What? <laughs> oh, man. So uh, so Hector pulls a gun on him, and it quickly becomes clear he isn't mugging them. He was just making sure they aren't zombies. Um, he explains he was in a steel truck overnight, which is how he survived. He I'm, sensing a, I'm sensing a common theme here. Steel and lead chambers are... Good for keeping you from turning into red brick dust. Fuck. No, I wants that. Uh, he was traveling uh, with a lady and she was killed by one of the zombies. And it dawns on Regina at this time that Larry must have been killed by the zombie she fought at the back of the theater. I know. So she runs off to the bathroom to compose herself. This is like one of my favorite, favorite <laughs> lines in the movie. Hector goes, are you crazy? Have you seen those freaked out zombies? <laughs> uh, so uh, 
then while that's going on, Sam starts broadcasting on the radio while Regina and Hector talk about, you know, needing guns with stopping power and all that. And Sam gives out the request line number on the broadcast and gets a call, but it drops. And it was from scientists at a research center in the desert. I mean, wise move. If I was, you know, if I was these girls and I was trapped in the 1980s and it seemed like everybody was dead, I would probably just snatch up a bunch of food and post up in a fucking radio station as well. Seems like it'd be a cool gig. Yeah. Just DJing for whatever's left out there. Mm-hmm. Just spilling, spinning Michael McDonald records. <laughs> was that a decent Michael McDonald? It or? was all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just a great Michael McDonald's uh, Will Sasso. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Love Will Sasso. So uh, then we cut to the scientist center in the desert. The scientists are debating trying to go rescue Sam, Regina, and Larry or not. The dis- there's a disagreeable female scientist whose name is Audrey White. And she's played by Mary uh, Warnov, who you would know as Miss Togar in Rock and Roll High School. Uh, the mom in Terrorvision. And part two. And. With Corey Feldman. What? Rock and Roll High School part two. With Corey Feldman. That's a thing? Yeah. I didn't know that existed. Are you being serious? <laughs> yeah. I've never seen The Ramones aren't in that one, I think. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm oblivious to that. That's crazy. <laughs> um, she's also, she is in Chopping Mall as well. Mm-hmm. She's the one in the beginning. I always laugh at it because she makes this funny reaction. She's like, what's to say these robots won't hurt us? And then like the guy's like, well. And she goes, hmm. And like sits back down, you know? It's the same scene that, uh, whoa, <laughs> Rock and Roll High School forever. That, I'm sure that's a hot piece of trash. The high school comedy about the three R's, rock, rock, and rock. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, don't want to watch that. She's also in Death Race 2000. Ooh. But, you know, she this this female scientist doesn't think it's worth even trying to go save the yeah, kids. Yeah, we shouldn't. Yeah. It cuts back to the station and, like... Uh, Regina and Hector give Sam a bunch of crap and she's like, the, there was a call from some humans. And they're like, what happened? Like, oh, I had the call dropped. I don't know. And they're giving her shit. So then we cut to the night and Sam's just on a joyride drinking a beer. It just says beer on the can. Yeah. Uh, and she's complained herself about taking the heat for the call drop. Have you ever uh, had any Black Label beer before? You got some? No. Oh. I've had some. I'm just wondering oh. if you ever had it. Walmart used to sell a brand and it was a white can and it just said in huge black letters, beer. Oh man, it was I three dollars for a six pack. Was it disgusting? It was horrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it tastes like Steel Reserve. Oh, dude, it was the worst. <laughs> Feel the steel. <laughs> um. Uh. But then these a couple cops on motorcycles start pursuing Sam, and she's like, "What cops?" And they pull her over, and then they're zombie cops. Mm-hmm. But then she wakes up. It was just a dream. And she's Lucky. sitting there, and she's like, "Oh man." And she goes to the bathroom to clean herself up. Yeah. Starts starts disrobing. Yeah. And before she can reveal two breasts. It's a dream! A zombie (laughs) cop comes in the bathroom, grabs her, and she wakes up again! Uh, Then Hector, like, you know. That's like like back-to-back dream sequences. Yeah. (laughs) They went for it, dude. I actually didn't think it was a dream sequence anymore. Then when he walked in, I was like, oh, she's still asleep. Yeah. Yeah. it's good. Uh, and then uh, Hector and Regina talk, and Hector says he has to head off to San Diego in the morning to see if any of his family survived, and yada, yada. They have a little bonding moment, and Regina begs him to stay. It's amazing how fast these two have bonded. 
Man, end the world. I suppose. This is the only... Got to repair your sack and repopulate the earth. <laughs> That's probably why he's going home. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I need a hand mirror and a sharp knife. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I got this vasect recently, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, in the other room, Sam's listening to them like flirting. But she looks really traumatized after having these scary dreams and stuff, right? And she's like itching herself a lot. She's yeah. getting kind of rashy. There's also like a segment in here where like we cut to Hector and he's just like doing sit-ups. Oh yeah, that's like, and they're like, she walks from he's like, oh hey, how's it going? Yeah, <laughs> it's like everybody's being super casual about this. Like, there's no urgency to anything. You can pry in a little bit of shock, almost like this is so strange. Even then, know? like you have to eat, and if you have the forethought mm. to be like, you know what, I gotta get a workout in. <laughs> you know, maybe some blankets or food would be good. Yeah, yeah. He's working up his appetite. If I don't work on my lats, I know I'll never get to it. <laughs> yeah. I'd find time to stay in shape at the end of the world. Um. Uh. And then the next morning, the gang uses a car for some target practice with some Mac tens, and. uh one of them jams, and uh, for me, my favorite line in the movie, um, Daddy would have gotten us Uzis. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we just bitch mom jamming, like, Daddy would have got us Uzis. Yeah. But, like, they're both, like, crack shots. Hey, and if Nate was here, he'd appreciate that we learned why they're crack shots. That bothered him in, in uh, Not Laying Dead, that we didn't know why Barbara is such a crack shot. Right. They've established it here. Their dad is in service. Yeah. This right. is a this would be a fucking killer Halloween costume. Like what? This is what that's what I'm going to be next year. What? I'm going to wear the rebel cheerleader. Oh yeah. Outfit. Yeah. Nice. I almost like this this year I considered if I was going to go to a Halloween party, I was just going to get an overlart like a oversized white t-shirt and, and you know, cops do it by the book. Yes. Um and socks. Been pretty erotic. Yeah, Nate and I did miss you at the nicer traffic death. I know. Show. I was with kids, doing kid things, being a dad. Yep. Shame on you for being a good parent. Dad party. <laughs> uh, so then Hector arrives at his mom's house, only to find the house is empty. He gathers some items from the house, uh, presumably sentimental uh, things. You know. They went a little on the nose, making sure that we knew that it was a Hispanic home. <laughs> he ends up hearing some snarling. He opens the front door, and there's like a zombie kid. And then it rushes in the house, and the chase ensues. And I like during this chase, like, he has a gun. Hector has a gun. Mm-hmm. But he even says, like, you're lucky I like kids. <laughs> like, he ref- he's refusing to kill the zombie kid because he likes kids. So he yeah. said he just runs all around. And then, uh. You're gonna jump out the window. Yeah. <laughs> And then It'd be get, great if he threw the gun at him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, what movie did we did a movie where someone did that? Where they threw the gun at somebody? It was the My Blade Valentine remake. Did they throw the gun at somebody? The the girl. But after does. it ran out of bullets, right? She fires the bullets, and then she throws it at, at the dude. Yeah, you always keep the gun. So funny. <laughs> um, back at the scientist research lab in the desert, the uh, Audrey White is again noting. Well, she's noting on paper that she has a loss of memory. Uh, and then the group's heading to L.A. and she again disagrees with going. The core purpose never involved bringing outsiders to the facility. Uh, they argue about this as a little girl uh, survivor arrives via helicopter. Um, cut back to the sisters hanging out on a cop car. Some girl talk around the lack of a dermatologist in the end of the world. And boys they like. Um, this is that scene where I think you get the best performance from Maroney in the film here. She gets kind of emotional. Yeah. Kind of realizing 
like kind of what you're saying. Oh, they're all being kind of whatever about this, but she's not. You know, she's she has this kind of breakdown here, and she's it's the a one good that's like really been in shock. I think. Yeah. You know, and now she's like coming coming to terms with the fact, like, oh fuck, the world ended. She's talking about a boy she liked and yeah. has gone. Her and friend was worried about flunking out, and it's like this. It's good. It's a good performance. Like, let's be realistic. How many people in the world do you think were in lead-lined cubes? <laughs> uh, steel. Uh, steel. Like Sorry. the Fright Zone studio here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on this particular night, I'm gonna go ahead and say there's like ten people left in the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Regina then decides to cheer her sister up. By going on a shopping spree at the mall. Cue shopping montage with the 80s Cindy Lauper classic. Girls just want to have fun. We need more of this in all movies. Really dated malls. Cindy Lauper? Yeah, all that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. Um, as they like kind of are on the shopping spree, it's kind of, it's kind of like uh, in Don Video. Is that the music when there's the montage in Don the Dead? Yes. Yes. Um, but it's like that kind of thing, you know. They're trying on clothes, having fun, laughing, giggling, and all that stuff. But then we see a security camera moving around, monitoring the girls, and we see a gang in the security office. There's a peeper in aisle three. Oh, would this isn't window peeping? It's peeping. What is peeping? Mm -hmm. um, also, I think we might have got some milk drinking uh, when she was preparing the cereal. Yes. Uh, something we, you know, on the fright zone. If you've not noticed, we do. Uh, like to note window peeping and milk drinking. <laughs> so that's uh, a check and double yes, check. Yes. And rusty window cages, but they don't appear as often as you'd like to see in horror. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, so the girls are discussing uh, if Hector's gay or not since he didn't come on to Regina the night before. And then as they're yeah, in the middle of this deep if, conversation. Like, like that would be the first thing you would do. Like, look, I know the world just ended, but uh, you wanna... I got a situation here. <laughs> Let's rub one out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, the lights turn off in the mall, and over the intercom, a dude announces that they had better have a credit card to pay for all the stuff. There is a bright uh, light special in aisle five. And Sam goes and looks for a gun, and it's gone, but Regina still has hers, and a firefight ensues between the girls and the gang. Uh, the scientist uh, team lands their helicopter in the city. Uh, the punks take Sam hostage. Scientists roam say looking for the teens. And then we get back to the mall, and the girls are tied up by the punks. Um, These they, are like pretty great '80s punk rock dudes. Too. Yeah, they look—they're awesome. One uh, of them's got like a—I think he has like a leather trench coat on. Yeah, they—I mean—they look like you know just stock '80s punk, huge bad fucking guys, spike you know. dog collar. Um, and this is like where the main punk guy takes off his sunglasses and it's revealed they're all ghouls. They're like the zombie ghouls. I don't think they're quite ghouls. They're like yet. They're, they're definitely on the road to zombie. Yeah, they're teetering, you know. Because they're still using guns and give having, me a purse. Yeah. Like that one guy. Uh yeah, there's they there's somewhere between human and zombie. Um they're comic ghouls. Yeah. Uh, so that's where we start to get, I think, like the uh You start to almost kind of put together like, okay, humans that did survive are transforming into zombies. Right. So maybe people that weren't like looking directly at the comet. Yeah, yeah. So people who were like, you know, in bed jerking off or <laughs> robbing, you know, <laughs> robbing. Specifically, if you were jerking off, you didn't immediately die. Right. That's the secret. You've got a 48 hour window. If you're in a steel room, you're good. If you're jerking off, you're good for like a day or two. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> basically, if your shades were drawn while you were beating it. 
<laughs> you got a solid 48 hours. <laughs> um <sighs> It's quiet and start talking about jerking it. It's a bright zone. Um, I'm just thinking about what I'm doing when I get home. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the the main guy, this seems kind of creepy. It's kind of it's almost like he's playing Russian roulette, but only with his gun pointed at Sam. He has one bullet in a chamber, and he's just pointing her head and pulling the trigger. And like, not that one. Maybe this one. Yeah. Um, and we then missed he, a great line that he says, though. Oh, like, what is it? When they're having a shootout, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the girls are behind like the jewelry counter. And they've got and these like you know the punks have like the drop on them because they're like up on the second floor balcony, you oh, know? so they've got the the best you know uh, vantage point vantage point. Um, and one of them yells, <laughs> "Never bring a pair of pumps to a machine gun fight." Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna start yelling that when I'm playing video games on the internet with people. <laughs> um, that is a great one. But right as they're about, the next bullet is the one that's gonna blow Sam's brains out. Right then, the scientists arrive and blow away all the ghoul punks. Uh, and then there's some hints that Sam's blood test may be coming back. You know that she's mutating. The sci- the the scientist Audrey White, the who didn't even want to go try to rescue these people. She's like, I already know what the results of her tests are going to be because Which she's is- like scratching herself a bunch and she's all rashy. Yeah, and it's weird because you get the like the way that they frame these scientists is really interesting because. You don't have like a clear understanding of, of what's going on at of, all. Well, yeah. yeah, but also who's good and who's bad. Audrey's yeah. like, we shouldn't take Sam back because I already know her blood is going to say she's mutane, which is because she's scratching, she's getting rashy and stuff, right? Um, so Maybe she like, just has eczema. So like, okay, but she's already talked about too how Hector's going to be coming, and they're like, she's like, I'll stay with her, you know, and wait for the other guy. Yeah. And then the, another time is like, oh, it's good, I'll stay too. So she ends up. Uh, talking to sam sam's like oh no no these these i just get rashy when i'm nervous and she's like okay and then she injects her sure you do uh with some compound and sam dies and then the uh the other doctor's like oh wow like at least she went peacefully that was quick and she's like yeah you know and then audrey and this other scientist that have stayed behind while regina and the other people are going back to the compound they have a disagreement and audrey kills the other scientist she shoots him um which is pretty wild. Uh, so then Hector arrives at the rail station dressed as Santa, but he doesn't find the girls there. He finds Audrey sitting around wearing sunglasses. And she goes on telling him that she's forgetting stuff. And she wrote a bunch of stuff on the notepads on the desk. And, uh, and then, you know, Hector ends up reading it. And it's like a backstory about the scientists are on a mission to create a serum to save people who are left, but they need the blood of people and blah, blah, blah. So this then, is like, this happens like very quickly. Like, are yeah. we to believe like they knew this was coming? Yeah. Like, well, I, I feel like sometimes th- there's been at least a week or something because the comet coming is like 11 weeks before Christmas. So I feel like since Hector shows up dressed as Santa here, it's supposed to be like some times past. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Like they just they don't do a very good job of establishing that. I oh, feel like this don't. all happens within twenty four hours. Yeah, it feels like it's just a, you know, like Jack Bauer CTU twenty four hour. Kind yeah, of, you know, that's why it's like so strange. Like when, you know, like when they're talking about like, oh, we have a serum or we're working on a serum. You know, you're like, really? That was like fucking super fast. Um, so then after Audrey's telling Hector this, she injects herself with some shit and kills herself. And she's wearing sunglasses, so presumably, kind of like, wait a minute, that pizza guy's wearing sunglasses. 
Um, but back at the base, the scientists are questioning Regina. You know, it's revealed the scientists are making the survivors uh, brain dead to harvest blood from them to use for a serum. The it's cure a them. blood farm. Yeah, to cure themselves. Oh, shit. Ah. <laughs> uh, and then Regina wants to know why she's there and finds out her sister's dead. And as the doctor leaves the room, locks her in there. Um, then, yeah, doctor, uh, another guy goes in to talk to Regina and she knocks his ass out and she starts sneaking around the compound. Uh, Hector arrives at the base, uh, presumably after studying the notes Audrey left for him. Uh, he talks to a guard at the gate and gets the guard to kind of come look at his trunk. He's like, look, I got a girl in here. And yeah. it's Sam, but who isn't really dead. But he's dressed up. Hector's dressed up. In oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, he's going fucking square dancing. He's dressed to the nines. He's got oh, yeah. like wingtip, like cowboy boots on. He's talking that voice. It's hilarious. He's like, <laughs> hey, you like women? Come on over here. I got one in my trunk. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's Sam, and she's not really dead. So it turns out Audrey. The female scientist, essentially, who is... You know, you kind of think is the bad one for it because they're talking about, yeah. let's go get the survivors. She's like, we shouldn't get them. Yeah. The whole time she's being, you know, very kind of um, standoffish about whether or not she wants to go after any survivors. So you really have, throughout the entire film, you're thinking, like, God, this lady. She sucks. doesn't want to help anyone. She sucks. Yeah. Why didn't she want to help these you people? Know? But then, yeah, it's it's really the opposite. Like, the, the script gets flipped towards the back end of the movie. It's We realize she was the one, um, you know, more interested in. Uh, I guess technically she didn't want to get them because she she knew that if they went and got them, that they would just become, I guess. Uh, she knew she wouldn't be saving them. Right. So it's basically it's like. By leaving yeah. them alone, she'd be saving them. Yeah. She's like, these people are still alive. We're transforming. Yeah. So they they just want to go get these people because they think they're immune to it. And then we can take their blood to save ourselves. Right. So it's like self-preservation. But she's like, no, these people should be out, you know. Right. Um, which is a cool twist. Uh, but so anyways, that's why Sam's alive. Cause she didn't actually kill Sam. She, that's why she shot the other scientists because she was making it look like she'd kill Sam, but she like inject her with something just to make her like sleep. Um, so it appears that she'd killed her to the other scientist. I was going to say she euthanized her, but that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> what are they, what is it called? And and anesthetized anesthesia. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, they knock out the guard, then Regina finds the room where they're harvesting the blood, and it's pretty spooky, and then the scientists capture again, and up top, Hector puts TNT underneath all the vehicles at the base. Fucking booby trapping um, shit. You know, this is, like, this is all action-based, so this is, like, we're moving pretty fast now. Um, and the scientists are about to gas kids into vegetable land. Uh, <laughs> when the power in the compound shuts off. Into Sam- vegetable land? Is that, yeah. like, is that that Christian <laughs> show? <laughs> <laughs> well they tell them what the scientists are telling the kids like hey if you breathe this in you're gonna go to the north pole and hang out with santa <laughs> yeah and the and the one kid's like santa's not real it's just <laughs> shh, just shut the fuck up and go to sleep just suck this down <laughs> um so but then yeah sam cuts the power of the generator so it's all off in the compound the scientists are scrambling around trying to figure out what's going on and while they're doing this regina breaks free again she rescues the kids she ties up the evil nurses and gasses their asses into oblivion sends them the vegetable land gasses their asses <laughs> um and then uh sam runs into them then they're all together so sam regina and the kids they get up top they get in hector's car they're driving off but then they stop and Regina's like, what, what are you doing? Let's keep driving. <laughs> but, like, uh, I'm about to bust <laughs> this open. <laughs> 
and then uh, all the scientists come outside, and they're starting to all look real ghouly now. You can kind of see they had that zombie kind of face going on. Yep, sunken eyes. So they're like, we're going to chase after, you know, Hector and all these survivors to get their blood. They start their car. Car fucking blows up, killing all the scientists. But one rogue zombie scientist attacks the kids, but Hector blows its brains out. And then a, a rainstorm comes and washes all the red sand remains of the human race down the drain, and the skies are blue again. It's amazing. It's oh. a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it is. Uh, and, and then it's like, I'm presuming this is now cutting much later uh, or something. Because, like, yeah. they're all dressed up in nice clothes. And Regina's taking, like, family photos of the kids. Like, they're a family. Hector's throwing the guns in a trash can. Yeah. Which, and, like, I feel like you still need the guns. Yeah. <laughs> Keep but the guns. Because like, like, sometimes I'm like, there's no more zombies around or yeah. whatever. Um, males remember, oh, yeah, there's in the trash cans down on 3rd Street that no one ever empties because the world has ended. <laughs> um, yeah, I but, suppose that's true. <laughs> Nobody's picking up the garbage. They like, can just run back just and go get back them. And get them yeah. uh, but then they uh, get into a fight about waiting for the light to change. So, like, Sam's across the street. It's a crosswalk. And they're, like, waiting there. And there's no traffic, right? Yeah. And Regina's explained because it's like, uh, you know, I didn't make a note of what the exact version. But they're like, we are. We have to set the example. We are, like, the. We're, we're all that's left of humankind. Yeah, we're all of civilization. So we have to still have some rules and sense of order. And yeah, stuff. so we have to wait for the light to so change. So Sam's like, this is a bunch of bullshit. I'm just going to come, just cross the street. She's like, <laughs> no, we must obey the light, you know? Uh, they, they say, um, oh, the verbiage is funny. It's like, it's like, you. You 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 cannot cross against the yeah, light. You can't must cross see against the, the you light. know. But uh, so she starts walking across the street, and then a speeding vehicle almost runs her ass over. Yep. And it's like whoa, and and the guy like and the guy comes back and he's like whoa, you know you really shouldn't cross against the light like that. Mm-hmm. Which he's is not funny. like wow. There's other fucking people alive. Yeah. <laughs> and they start talking, uh, and like but he's like you don't know who that man is. And he's like, my name's Danny Mason Keener. And she's like, it's Danny Mason Keener. And like, oh, okay. And then, so, of course, now it's presumed that, you know, Hector's with Regina. They're, like, raising the kids. Like, they're their parents. And mm-hmm. now Sam's going to have this guy to be with. And maybe they'll repopulate the earth. I don't know. Yeah. Because that's not weird. And then what's left of the earth will just be super inbred. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess those two kids, though, aren't even their blood kids. So there's more. And maybe those so kids are some other related. Bloodline. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they're. Uh, but. What's really good here, mm-hmm. if you've been paying attention throughout the movie. Yeah. So, they, so, you know, Sam blasts off down the road with Danny, and you see his license plate is DMK, Danny Mason Keener. That's the high score. Regina was dethroning on the arcade, the Tempest machine, at her job to be in the movie. Yep. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, that's honestly something I didn't notice until a rewatch. It's a nice, neat package that way. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so then they drive off. But what's funny is after that whole thing about not doing, you know, obeying the light, after they leave, then the four of them just play catch in the middle of the streets. Yeah. Like, they aren't really doing it either. So I just think that's fine. Maybe that's what they were like, you know what? She's right. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's Night the Comet. It was fun. Yeah. It's a good one. Oh, I skipped something at the front of the episode that we've been doing lately. I think I was kind of so distracted that Nate's not here. Um burp. Oh, not that. Uh, it's uh, when did you first see the movie? Uh, man, I don't, I can't, I can't pinpoint. Maybe it was right about the time I was in barber school. So it's been. So not back in the day. No. I picked up this copy 
uh, at a garage sale. But so you saw a bar. So estimation when you first saw it. I bet I've had it probably 13 years, and I bet I didn't watch it until 10 years ago. Uh, but it's like, so I can tell you when I first saw it, because I didn't see it till I bought this DVD, and this DVD was released in 2007, which makes sense, because I bought this while Jill and I were together. I bought it when we were in Kansas City. We moved to Kansas City in 2007. So I saw Night of the Comet for the first time in 2007. Somehow it eluded me, uh, VHS cable tv whatever i didn't see this i don't know if and and so you you're a big movie guy too so was this not like super common on vhs then is that how we both didn't see it or i had never i had never heard of it until i picked it up Hmm. what is he doing he's watching tv he saw something (laughs) look him analyze the frame it's pretty adorable. Uh, Artie, the Fright Zone's dog, uh, he's watching Night of the Comet on the TV right now. If, if anyone's ever kind of wondered how this podcast works while we're talking about the movie, um, we, we all watch the movie beforehand, but as we go through the episode, we have the movie on on TV and mute here in the studio. Um, just so, like, point of reference, and we might see something that we didn't take a note on or something. But anyways, the dog's watching TV. Favorite line? Um, my favorite line we didn't say, and I can't remember specifically where it's at, but it's the Mac 10 submachine gun was practically designed for housewives. Yes, that's right before my favorite line. Uh, Daddy would have gotten us Uzis. Okay, it's the same scene because okay. they're bitching about the guns, how they jam, they're not good, right? Because these are tough, badass, yeah, valley girls, which I love the dichotomy of that. They're these valley girls are also just complete badasses, you yeah. Know? Um, so favorite kill of the movie. I feel like this is a little different than our movies because all this movie has kills. It's not really like you see a lot of kills or anything, right? So you, one of the reasons I love this movie. Hold on, though. What's your favorite kill, though? There aren't. I mean, yeah, there aren't kill. really. But there. I'm I'm gonna have to go with them blowing up all the scientists. Yeah, it's, it's good. So, but now I think this is what you're about to get into. So we're gonna do the out of five frights. How many frights do you give it? So let's 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 hear it. What are your frights? And uh... I'm at a solid four. Okay. Um, I like this movie because, in my opinion, it's not traditional horror fare. It's more of a man. I don't even want to know how how I would like describe it. Um, I was gonna say it's more of like a drama, but it, like it's really not either. You know, I don't know. It's really weird because there aren't really a lot of horror elements to it. I would say it's more science fiction than anything. It's like a 50s sci-fi black and white like drive-in horror mm-hmm. movie. Like it's it is horry to me in that regard like 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 a comet's coming to earth and killing people and turning them into zombies right. and scientists are working on a cure in a secret underground lab. I know well like, another thing I said too is like one thing I really like about it is I love the color palette of this movie too. It's awesome. I love that everything's red and orange. Yeah. And then uh you know when it's not that, it's just insane 80s decor. Like that radio station, the setup, like all the furniture, all of the neon lights in there. Like It's great. I don't know. It's very, it's perfectly dated, I will say. It is It is an 80s movie. Yeah. Um, I would also give it four frights. I think it's a solid movie. Um, it doesn't hit the five fright category for me because like there's, as good as it is, it's just it's not reanimator. You know what I mean? It's it's not it's not trick or treat. It's not 
it's just not that caliber. But it's super, super good. It's better than plenty of other 80s movies. It's weird it took so long for me to see it. It's just cool. I like the premise. I think it's fun. I like the characters. It's just kind of weird the, the way it all works, the logic of it. Um, it's just fun. Uh, as far as what could make it a five for me, maybe what we're talking about, it's hard to even say what's your favorite kill in the movie. When it, It's the movie that does have kills. Yeah. Every, like All these people are melted. There's zombies. You're killing zombies. You're killing people to harvest their blood. Um, like the little gore that's in it is really only in the dream sequence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the dream sequence with the zombie cops is one of the most like horry, cool like moments we even get to see zombies. Right. And they're her imagined zombies. Like, there's so, no real know. like again traditional horror movie. There's no real sense of like danger or urgency, you know, which is really strange. That's strange, Hogan. Like, the urgency comes from all of the other humans, you know. Like that's the that's the scary elements, oh, totally. I guess you know. So that's what makes it unique, I think. But would you agree that be what pushed it to a five for you? Would be if they did a little more, like with the zombies, not even make it a splatter fest, but show a couple kills, a little more zombie action. Yeah, technically, something. there's only one zombie in it. Well, I mean, we get the yeah, we get the the one that kills. Larry, but he does say come here, so he could also be like the ghouls in the mall. Yeah, but they're not. See, that's the thing is, I, I think that they just haven't turned yet. I think yeah, that's, yeah. that's what the scientists are talking way. about. It's like they're yeah, going yeah. to transform. So really, there's only one zombie in the yeah. entire movie, well, that, and we you can't count the ones in the fucking dream sequence. Yeah, which is interesting to me though, because that imagery from the dream sequence is very like iconic. Oh yeah, like that zombie cop is like I see it all the time. Yeah, yeah. you know, so. Looks like it's a memorable scene. It's right. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's a solid movie. Um, oh, whoa. Hey, I what? have like, it's like a missed message or something from Nate. What is this? Hey, guys, it's me, Nate. I was just uh, giving you a quick call before I head over to your place. Uh, I don't know if you guys were reading about that meteor shower that's going to be going on like right when I'm on my way. But, uh, yeah, maybe we could pop outside after I get there and check it out. Sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, just watch this crazy movie, Night of the Comet. You know, now that I think about it, it kind of seems sort of similar. But there's no way it'd be the same kind of thing. You know, that's crazy. Um, anyway, uh, really excited to talk about Night of the Comet. Uh, total classic. It's uh, four-star for me. I'm sure you guys probably feel at least similar. We'll see when I get there. All right, I'm heading out. See you guys in a few minutes. It's all coming together now. We've been down here in the Fright Zone watching movies for a long time. We have still played walls. Oh, no. The pizza delivery driver. Nate's missing. The message he sent us with that weird scream at the end. Oh, no. I, I think neither of the comments come true. This is the worst Thanksgiving ever. <laughs> no! Hey, but he did give it four, so we all agreed. Four frights! Woo! <laughs> all aboard the Four Fright Express! Four out five frights, baby! Woo! Okay, all right. That's, <laughs> that's pretty exciting. Um, okay, uh, we'll do what we normally do here. Uh, let's do... Um, 
physical media roundup. So my copy that I got in 2007 was a Metro uh, Goldwyn Meyer DVD release. Uh, they were putting out lots of horror DVDs for a second. You know, Fox did when they uh, got this library. Um, box art is kind of goofy. Um, it's one of those things where it's like it's photoshopped from an image that's not really in the movie to create their own thing. So it does have all four zombies faces you see in the movie. There's the kid. Oh, the kid was a zombie. You get the kid. You get uh, the cop. You get the guy in the alley. You get uh, one of the doctors or scientists. But this image, they photoshopped like other images of the two actresses from the film and put shopping bags on them and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of dumb, but it's also kind of cool. Yeah. It also makes Regina Reg look like Sarah Connor, kind of. It Do does. you see that? Yeah. She doesn't really look like that in the movie, but it has no. big Linda Hamilton vibes. Um, but there's no special features on this. Transfer looks very good by DVD standard. Like, it really does still look good. Um, but there's zero special features, which why I didn't have tons of trivia for this movie. I had to dig for a little bit more. Uh, so that's the copy I have. What physical media copies do you have over there, Hogan? I have two. So this one, the VHS copy, uh, has the tagline, The last time the comet came, the dinosaurs disappeared. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a very, like on the VHS, it's a very unassuming cover. It's incredibly coming boring. Through doorway. Yeah. And it's just like a dark navy blue, like um, that would have made me want to rent it. Even. Like you would not want to, and like the back doesn't do it any justice either. Yeah, just be looking scared. Oh, I should. You talking about the tagline? The tagline on this DVD is good though. I'll give it this. I'll read you this tagline because I, 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 since it's not what's on the VHS, I don't know if the character. It's probably different on this one too. They came, they shopped, they saved the world. Okay. That's, that that works. I mean, that's like that tells me the movie. It's like ah, the Valley Girls and the right. world. I like it. So that makes more sense. This one kind of makes sense. I mean, it's part of the movie. And then we have the ooh Scream Factory. Then we have the Scream Factory Blu-ray. The tagline for this one is: "It was the last thing on Earth they ever expected." Hmm. I'm gonna say that MGM is the best tagline. Yeah. Um. But I do like this cover art. It's great. Scream Factory. I, I, like I think that. it's pretty great. It is cool. It's definitely the best artwork oh, out of the three. Nathan Thomas. This guy, Nathan Thomas uh, Milner, he uh, did a lot of the art on some of the early Scream Factory releases. And um, he used to do, like, almost every issue of Horror Hound. The covers were always his art. Um, yeah, this is cool. So I wanna, I'll want i tell you a story about... Oh, wait. Uh, you want, For the physical media roundup, though, what we got for special features on this here, buddy? Hmm. Audio commentary with the stars. Cool. Uh, okay. Trailer and more. Uh, it just they tell there's commentary in a trailer, but that and more. Like you had room to tell us what the other things were. There what else is on stuff. here? Um, there's a small featurette on it. Oh. Very small. Yeah, I don't know. There's not much more than what's listed on this though. <laughs> Night of the Comics cool. We do recommend. Fun movie. Uh, cool '80s vibe. Cool casts. Some fun zombie stuff. Um, not a lot of gore, so uh, no nudity either. Um, so you could definitely watch it with kids, I think. It's a, it's an appealing film you could watch with younger sure. audience. Um, but have a lot of fun with it. Um, do recommend. Uh, well, we got some new patrons. 
So, uh, you know. Uh, you shout them out. Yeah. So uh, if you guys don't know, we have a Patreon. Um, so if you dig the podcast, dig what we're doing, um, want to show some support in some way, uh, check out some bonus content, maybe get some physical uh, perks, um, check it out. Patreon.com slash The Fright Zone. You can also access the link via our website, thefrightzone.com. Um, but we have a couple new patrons this month we want to shout out. Uh, first up, uh, a creeper Fright Zonian, Jimmy Iceman! Oh! Yeah, Jimmy Iceman! Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jimmy. Thanks for the support. Whoa, okay. Uh, Jimmy, thanks so much. Uh, Iceman, thank you for joining up. Uh, appreciate your support. Thank you so much. Um, you know, jump on the Discord and chat with us, Iceman. Uh, then another new Patreon we have this month, uh, a peeper Fright Zonian peeping through the windows, looking at what we're doing when we don't know it. It's Nick Lowry! Nick Lowry. Hello. <laughs> uh, thank. <laughs> What's going on today? Susan's going off. Uh, hey, thank you so much for joining, uh, Iceman and Nick. We appreciate you a lot. Um, hope to. Uh, we've been talking to Nick a bit on the Discord. He's been on there. I don't think Iceman's been on there. Nope, not yet. Hey, and no pressure to be on there, but. We would love to hang out and chat with any of you Fright Zonians, and uh, we do have a Discord set up exclusively for our official Fright Zonians that join the Patreon. The Iceman cometh. Iceman cometh to us. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, check it out. See if anything's appealing. Appreciate you. I'm supporting way you can. And, uh, and if, if you don't want to join the Patreon but want to help us out in some way, uh, you know, tell your friends about the podcast. Um, give us a follow on Instagram, at Fright Zone Podcast. Uh, leave a review or rate it on Spotify or Apple. All that stuff really does help us out. Thank you so much. And uh, talking about Patreon pals and official Fright Zonians uh, that we talk to on Discord and stuff, um, one of our uh, official Fright Zonian pals, Steph, um, sent us a package. Mm -hmm. hmm. I shook Hogan, it. Hogan, I know I, you have a knife. Do you I want shook to cut it open? a little bit. Sure. You shook it a bit. Do you Hopefully want? Do you oh. want to open it and I'll just cut the package? I, I mean, we can do whatever. I mean, we're gonna look through it. Let's just look through it together. Don't cut yourself, Hogan. Hogan, that's not. Like, oh God! Do you guys see? He's throwing the knife in the air and stuff. You think I was at like a hibachi grill? We get a double vasectomy. Oh God! <laughs> oh. Okay, let's see what's up. Oh, is there a note in there? Do you, hey, do you want to read the letter? letter? You want me to read the letter? What do we want to oh. do here? Are you gonna read it? Or am I gonna read it? What are we doing here? How are we doing this? Um, if you're gonna read it, read it out loud, not to yourself. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> hey guys. Is that Steph saying that, or are you saying that? No, that's not, that was her saying that. Oh, okay. <clears throat> hey guys. Can you do it in a more feminine voice? I can't. Oh. <laughs> just wanted to send a small care package your way, just because you're rad. Uh, some are things that you can enjoy on your pizza, and some are things I made. And there's one other thing. You'll see, but had to send you some fun stuff from your Nashvillian Frightzonian. Enjoy. Stay spooky, Stephanie. Oh, yes. Hey, before, I, I got to say, before we do this then. Should we get some more pizza? Well, well <laughs> uh, we do have more pizza, so we can do it. 
uh, after this episode, when you know people don't need to listen to you, but yes, yeah, so let's put some on our pizza. But I want to know. She said, and there's another thing. Let's try to guess what the one other thing is, Hogan. What do you think the one other thing is going to be that we'll see? Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to close the box again because I want to shake it. Let me also, I, I'm going to see the weight of this box and I, let me give it a little shaky shake too. Let me, let me check it out. Okay. What do you think the so one other thing is? It's got some heft. So I think the heft is coming from the one other thing. Well, no, I think the heft is coming from the spiciness, which we will put on our pizza. The spiciness. Yeah. I think this heft, I'm going to guess that she cut off a man's foot and sent it to us. Okay. I've had it at the barbershop for at least a week and a half. It doesn't smell. But that doesn't mean that she didn't put it in formaldehyde or something, I suppose. Mm. Let's find out together. Okay. Hmm. So, okay. We're opening the box. Okay. There's a sack in the box. And not like the kind of sacks Hogan and I had cut open for surgical. We should cut open those sacks. Ah! (laughs) There's a skeleton in here. Good God. That scared me. He's He's very small. Come here, tiny man. Come here, tiny man. Okay. Uh, I pulled that out, so why don't you pull out the next thing? All right. I'll take out this sack. It's attached to something. Pull that out. What is that? What is that? (laughs) (laughs) What is it, dude? Oh, man. It's It's a bag of wet wipes. Oh, man. For when the defecation bucket has reached its maximum load capacity. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Thank you. That is awesome. Oh, man. Well, leave that on there. We'll take some pics. That is so fantastic. Thank Thanks, you, Steph. Steph. I, wow. really, I really do need these. Hogan's in the hole a lot. <laughs> um, quite often. That's actually, I think, part of why he was here in the Steel Played Fright Zone. Uh, yeah, my defecation bucket at my house is not working. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's reached maximum you broke load into capacity. the studio to use a, the bucket. And um, and Greg's uh, Greg's bucket has a bidet on it. Yeah, <laughs> I put a tushy on my defecation bucket. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm gonna reach in and grab something. Okay, <laughs> don't let it bite you. It's uh, a lot of sacks. What is this? This has bubble wrap, so I have to. Un- Whoa. Artie's trying to get in there. Let me see what this is. It's taped up. I'm not sure what this is. Do you need a knife? Yeah, uh, I'm too weak. Oh, no, it's just scotch tape. Oh, you got it. I got it. It's. I see something here that is familiar, which is the Fright Zone logo. Let me see now what's... <gasps> what is this? This is amazing. It's like a blood-filled Fright Zone ashtray, I think. Ooh, that's rad. I think it's an ashtray. We can put our change in it. Yeah. Our collective change. We don't do drugs here. No. We could do, if we did, we could do copious amounts. It could be like a Coke tray. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. I love it. I want you guys to snort my ashes out of this when I die. (laughs) If you go first, we'll do that. Maybe. That'll be the last episode of the Fright Zone. If you go first, the final episode will be me and Nate hanging out and snorting your ashes and just coughing. Uh. Maybe we can get some of what's his name from your front yard and put him in here. Florin. Florin DePaglia. DePaglia. Yeah. <laughs> we'll store Florin's ashes in this. His ghost does haunt the Fright Zone studio. That's awesome. Uh, hey, you get to reach in the next one. Okay. Thanks for that, Steph. That is cool. Okay. 
I'm going for this. What is it? It is hot chicken. What? Hold on. Spices and seasonings <gasps> for a pizza. What does it say? Rub the blend all over your favorite cut of chicken and fry till fully cooked. Uh, this has been a staple of Nashville since the 1930s. Is this a note from Steph? No, this is just oh, on it's the, just a copy on the box. Yeah, I'm gonna open it up. I'm gonna smell it. Oh, careful! Don't don't want to get those spices loose in the studio. Be careful. This could be a big mess. I don't want to get the sneezes. Oh, what the? F- what just happened over there? Oh, it smells good. Bro, you see how just like foreign haunts here, and then all of a sudden this toy just fell over. Mm-hmm. Been here forever. This smells really good. I definitely want to put this on every on everything, and I haven't even. Oh yeah. Yo, I could smoke us some chicken on my smoker. Dude, and use you that. should totally smoke us something, and we'll use this. Let's do it. I would, I would be willing to do a smoke of some chicken um, for our December episode. I could smoke us some chicken. We can try that out. Let's do it. I think there's a couple more things in there. Steph, you sent us so much stuff; it was totally unnecessary, but totally awesome. Yes, I mean we love gifts. <laughs> now there's something. Oh, now this. Okay, these. Are Fright Zone koozies. Oh, wow. Or not koozies. Uh, coasters. Coasters. Oh, these shit. These are official. These are going to be our new official Fright Zone coasters down here in the studio. These are amazing. Steph, you are very talented. This is amazing. Wow. Going forward in the studio, we now... There's going to be no more water rings on anything in the studio, Hogan. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I'll try I'll try to be better. Check out. Put put that down, then put your your can of bubbly seltzer on top of it. Oh, wow. Just like that. Uh, can I have one? Yes. Incredible. Thank and you, they're Steph. being used. Um so uh is there anything else in there, Hogan? There's one more thing. Did Pull, you pulled out? Oh, okay. What is it, Hogan? Yes, I guessed. Tattoo Nashville hot sauce. Yes. This is definitely going on some pizza. Yes. This stuff is also cool. Thank you so much, Steph. This is very sweet of you. Um, oh, which, uh, you know, I think as long as we're here, um, I will throw out that Steph has an Etsy shop. Um, and judging by these uh, unexpected goodies that she made for us, you're going to want some of this stuff, too. So check her out on Etsy. Uh, her shop's name is Stephanie Makes Things. So Etsy.com slash shop slash Stephanie Makes Things. Check it out. Thank you so much, Steph. This is awesome. Very kind. Um, and uh, if any of you other Frightzonians out there do want to send us packages or anything, drop us a line and we'll float you an address you can mail stuff to. Wow, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh now I want to eat chicken and pizza. Maybe we should go and open so up we a new can drink to so we can use these coasters. Yes, uh, maybe we should go do that then. Hey, so um, in all seriousness, guys, uh, if you're listening to this, don't worry. A comet hasn't really flown by and killed anyone. Nate just couldn't be here uh, for this episode because he's doing some traveling for uh, the the holiday. So, um, but yeah. we know we've. Uh, there's been a couple months we haven't been able to do episodes of the podcast this year just because of some life things happening. Um, but we definitely want to 
not miss this and Hogan and I were still uh, prepped to do this. So we thought we'd just do an episode, just the two of us. Uh, and Nate will be back next month for our special Christmas episode. Yeah. So um, we're going to go eat some pizza and maybe watch something else. Uh, so thanks a lot. As always, like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, Frightzone.com on Instagram at Frightzone Podcast. Uh, oh, and if you do want to uh, show Nate some love, he is going to be having a Black Friday sale on his good old Media Crypt site. Um, he's going to be doing a 30% off sale for Black Friday. So check that out, uh, mediacrypt.bigcartel.com. There's also a direct link to it on our website, thefrightzone.com. Yeah. And some Christmas gifts from the crypt. Yes. And uh, if you want to be looking, if you're, you know, here in Iowa and you want to be looking real sharp for all the holiday uh, events going on, get your haircut at beautiful Franklin Plaza Barbershop in beautiful Beaverdale, Des Moines, Iowa from your pal, Hoganomics. All right. Stay spooky. See ya.